You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book that you can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. And welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because if we're going out, we're going out on the bottom. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, also known as the Great Bendini. Benedict! How many times a day, or how often, rather, not day, how often should a person wash their hair? And I realize I'm asking the person least equipped yeah, and not, to uh, answer this question. Not- <laughs> yeah, not not asking a good person. I think the the actual answer is less than once a day. Okay, but you live with a woman you're married to. I do. Yes. Who tells you these things and she's what, what the reason I said this question was to get out the point that that's fucking wrong. You should wash your hair every day, you dirty people. No. You're disgusting. Wash your hair every fucking day. That is I don't think that's right. No, but wash your hair every fucking day. No, well, you, you sweat. Do you people not sure. realize that you no, sweat? No, okay, but there's a difference between washing it with water and washing it with soap. Yeah, wash it with soap every goddamn day, otherwise okay. it's going to stink, you nasty people. All right, I don't know how sweaty you are, but... Okay, well, here, here's the thing. I, I I sweat a lot. I sweat a lot because I work out, right? And that's that's always been my thing. I lift weights and I do stuff. And I have a Peloton now, which I love, by the way. Oh, okay. I think I brought it up before. I got a Peloton. I, I fucking love that, that thing. Okay. I love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a great thing. I know in my younger days, I would have made fun of Peloton. You, it's like, you, oh, that's, I, for, that's for chicks to work out with, man. I fucking love the thing because I'm now an adult and mature. I can, yeah. can admit that things are fun when they are fun. You also way... hate cardio workouts and are like, oh, I, why would you I, ever well, do cardio, you weirdo? No, I, I don't hate cardio. I have bad knees from high school football. Okay. So I, I despise jogging in particular. I hate jogging um, and running and, and all things involving that. But I, I have always been, when I do cardio, I'll do either like, you know, an elliptical because it's no impact, there's less harm to my knees. Um, or, or the bike are usually what I go for for cardio. And um, the last building I lived in for the last two years in D.C. had a Peloton in the gym. And it was like a, you know, like a group membership for everyone who lives in the building. And or, Well, you got to do your own membership or whatever. But you know, if we had two Peloton bikes, you go down and use them anytime. So that's when I started using them. And I really loved them. Anyway, none of that fucking matters. I enjoy my Peloton. I know it's bougie of me. But... You can afford one. It's a great way to get some exercise in, especially during COVID when we're all stuck inside. Um, Especially if you live in a place like me where cases numbers are going up. Yeah, it doesn't seem good there. But, Benedict, people fucking sweat when they work out. And I, especially now that I have, you know, I've graduated college and I'm trying to get back into shape, I work out every day, which means my hair is full of sweat every day. And I'm going to wash it every day. But not everybody does that. Okay, but like if well, you sweat and to the that. point where you need to shower, then yeah, you should even, wash your, you should rinse even your hair. Even if, even if you don't, even if you don't work out every day, your hair, 
I mean, I just feel like it it's like very it, it collects. It collects stuff. I don't think it dust. does. Dust collects in the hair. Not if you wash it with water. <laughs> just, just wash your hair, people. Okay. Just fucking wash it. Anyways, tell everyone tell Kevin why he's wrong. I don't have. The By energy. the way, we had two different people who did actually reach out to me after last week's episode and tell me that your little stupid story was yes, good. <laughs> vindication. Thank you. <laughs> So Vindication. mad at both of them. <laughs> No, they're right. Thank you, and I love you forever. I'm so mad that they actually did that. I thought no one would actually listen to you. <laughs> not only that, they took the time to reach out to you and tell you that. So not only did they enjoy it, they enjoyed it so much that they uh-huh. were like, Kevin needs correcting yep. here. Thank yep. you. Thank you that to those wrong. people. That was so wrong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, the bar exam is coming up for me, uh, the 27th and 28th. That's when everyone in the country will be taking the bar exam. Uh, so we're recording these next two episodes, this episode, next week episode ahead of time uh doing it on a nice sunday afternoon here mm. uh so we can get it uh, get it all out so we're doing something a little different not that different from what we've done in the no, past it's pretty much the same it's just a truncated version yes but you won't be getting a new chapter of the book review of arguing with socialists for another two weeks until after we're, we're bar exam has passed and i've had time to uh sleep for a <laughs> while uh which will be nice uh so for today what we're doing i'll just tell you right up front we're doing prager roulette uh, for this week's episode and next week's episode, uh, I have a selection of videos. I went through the PragerU catalog, uh, and unlike I usually do, I didn't watch any of these videos ahead of time. Oh, I just okay. don't have time for that. So you and I are both going to be experiencing them okay. <laughs> at the very same time All right. uh, for the very first time, which is different than the usual. I usually that is, have that an idea different. of what's Normally, coming up. Okay, That's, this yep. could get bad. This could, this could get bad very quickly. And I chose all of the videos based off of, A, I skipped one that, ones that we've done in the past, right? Or at least I think I did. Sometimes I forget. So if we see one we've done in the past, we'll, we'll skip through it. Uh, but also, I, I chose mainly based off of the title, right? Mm. So it's, it's I'm me going through, and uh, some of them obviously are just, like, too gross to do. Like, I, we're never going to do the one. There's one, like, they have, like, why do women become men or something like that, right? Um, we're, we're never going to do the gross, like, anti-trans shit like that, because I just don't even want to put that on my show. Um, so I picked some that I think are fun. I have about 13. Oh, that's too many. So, Benedict, okay. I, I have them mixed up on the, uh, the little Chromebook ready to go. Okay. Uh, you're going to give me a random number. Uh, or not random, one between one and 13. We'll go to that video. But uh, I have a little extra for you uh, this week because I know how hard these these videos can be on you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I've decided that for, for Prager Roulette, what we're going to mm-hmm. do is you are going to have one bonk. Okay. And when you say bonk, it means we're done with that video. No matter what. But remember, okay. Benedict, you only get one bonk. And I when you think bonk. about using that bonk, I want you to remember the next video might be worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in mind do i get one bonk per per episode per, per episode. episode so the okay, next cool. episode you will also have another bonk okay so, so if, we're, if we're doing six videos in this one and then seven in the next one yeah we might not get through all of them but sure uh, but whatever if we do like okay but you have to tell me when something is the last video right. Well, either way, what we're going to do, we're going to go through these videos. We're probably not going to watch the entirety of each video, okay. right? We're going to go uh, as long, until we can both agree, okay, we're basically done with this one. We yep. don't really need any more. But uh, sometimes you ask for us to end, and I say, no, no, we're going to keep going. I'm giving you one veto okay. on that this week. Okay. So we'll do that. Uh, also, you know, I just want to say housekeeping this week. Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. And I got to say, you know, 
I'm never going to let this die. And Benedict hates it, so I have to keep it going. But Benedict, Benedict likes him some sushi. That's um, true. You know, everyone like likes a little, a little fresh fish on some nice sushi rice, a little wasabi on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went out to a sushi restaurant the other day, and he sat down, and he ordered some nice fat-bellied tuna. Uh, and, you know, sitting there 15, 20 minutes, talking to his wife, uh, having a good time, ordered some sake. Um, and the, uh, the sushi chef comes over, uh, looks at him, and throws a whole squid in his face uh, and said, this is all you get because you don't have enough stars on iTunes. So if you want to help Benedict actually be able to order food in his town, uh, please go rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on the social medias, all that other stuff. All right. All that Let's out do of the it. Way. I had to do it. I, I'm not going to let that go. We're, yeah, it's new, I tried. It's a new uh, thing now. I try. I tried just not <laughs> reacting this time to see if that helped. It's never going to go away because no. I enjoy making up those stories. Yeah. But Benedict, we have 13 videos for you okay. to choose from. Give me a number from one to 13. Four. Four. You're starting with video number four, Benedict. This one is titled Watergate, oh. and is presented by Hugh Hewitt. Are okay. You with Hugh Hewitt at all? Yeah, he's the he's the. Was he on MSNBC for a while? I think like he did the, have an yeah. I think he did yeah, have an yeah. MSNBC show. He's, he's like a, a right wing radio guy. He's Catholic, a guy my dad. Ca- likes. Very Catholic, right? I don't remember. I never listened to him growing up. He wasn't one of my guys. Uh, okay. He's somebody my dad likes a lot. Okay, I think he's on like the Fox News satellite radio station or something. Okay. Now. Um, as part of the bonk thing, I feel mm-hmm. the need to ask how long the video is. Uh, this video is five minutes, 49 seconds. Okay, but we might not do it all, but just, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but we're going to learn about Watergate. Okay, let's do it. History stuff. Uh-huh. The most famous political scandal in America. Okay, okay first of all. <laughs> <laughs> that man has a national radio show. Yeah, how is that? Give me a national radio show. <laughs> the most famous political scandal in the history of our nation is the Watergate scandal when Jesus, people man. broke into the Watergate hotel and Richard Nixon knew nothing about it. They have surgery for deviated septums now. You can get that fixed. <laughs> oh, can you? I should get that done. <laughs> Of course, Watergate. It's so famous that even now, 50 years after it happened, almost every scandal of any kind comes... My impression was pretty dead on that. It was pretty good. If you ask most people to explain what Watergate was all about, they draw a blank. If they know a bit of history or perhaps they lived through it, they might say something like this. It was about a bungled break-in that brought down a president. Yep. Yep. That's true. It was. But the break-in is the least significant part of the story. Yeah, that's also true. Good so far. The political war between the president, Richard Nixon, and the media, which in those pre-cable days meant ABC, CBS, oh, of course, the media. New York Times, and the Washington Post. The fake news media. The The Washington Post in particular, of course. Oh, yeah. Paul Johnson was to use publicity to reverse the electoral verdict of 1972. Okay. Why? What did the media have against Nixon? Okay, what did they have against? question. But we can essentially boil it down to three things. Okay. One, he was despised by the East Coast liberal elite. Of course. The Washington Press Corps was a key component. (laughs) Two, he was a staunch anti-communist. The media considered the communist threat to be overblown. Okay. Three, he refused to abandon South Vietnam. Nixon insisted on a peace with honor. The media was entirely anti-war. Okay. Yes. Even though Nixon oh. pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. All right, all right. I don't know if Nixon so much insisted on peace with honor as he had a slogan that was peace with honor. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 uh, 
interesting reframing of the media's uh-huh. role in the 70s, I would say. That was a lot. That was yeah. a lot there in that. So, in hold that on. That, let, let's recap. That was, that was, uh, <laughs> they didn't like him because he was anti-communist. Uh, uh-huh. Because he they hate... were East Coast liberal elites. Oh, okay. So those aren't the same thing. Okay. Those are different no, things. No. And then also because he didn't want to admit that he lost the war in Vietnam. Of course. Okay. And I will say, at least Hugh Hewitt, right, we gotta know where he differentiates from other people that we're familiar with from this show. He didn't say that the media were communists. He That's just true. said he just said that the media thought the communist threat was overblown. That's a stop. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were correct in that, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> Let's continue on a little bit. Never fit in. Born in a small town in California, there were no Ivy League degrees on his resume. That, those aren't he was fucking vice president. Yeah. He made his reputation aggressively exposing Alger Hess, a communist in the U.S. State Department in the late 1940s. After serving as vice president under Dwight Eisenhower for eight years, uh-huh. he ran against and nearly defeated John F. Kennedy. Yeah. The Paragon Did, never had an easy life, Richard Nixon. Uh-huh. Then, eight years later, and much to the media's dismay, Nixon mounted an improbable political comeback. All right, I'm going to need Hugh Hewitt to turn around and show me his back uh, so I can make sure (laughs) he and Roger Stone didn't go to a tattoo parlor together. Make sure Henry Kissinger isn't just talking through him. We're two minutes into this, and it's just how great Nixon is. Are we going to get to... I mean, that that is generally the conservative anti-Watergate argument, is that it derailed a great presidency. Yeah, and I, I, like we've talked before, I think we've talked in the past about Nixon. Like Nixon did have some good uh, international relations move, right? Opening up to China and stuff like that. But like, so, so what, man? Watergate was still worth getting rid of a president for. Yeah, he covered up a fucking crime. Yes, and get you rid could. Ar- of the guy. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that worse things have been done since. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. You could argue that worse things have been done in the well, last I, few years. Not only, but I, I think Iran Contra was much worse than Watergate, and the cover yeah. up around Iran Contra and, and all of those. Like, I, I think Watergate, people, people, because it, bo- because it boils down to. Oh, it was just all about a break-in, and they tried to cover it up. People are like who re- like some people look back and go, "Who cares?" And I think that sets the stage for actual, like real, really, really bad things like Iran Contra and other things like have happened recently. People go, "Oh well, you know, Watergate. They should never have got rid of Nixon, so we shouldn't do it here." Like it was almost like too, it it worked out too well for the for the yeah. people that wanted him gone. Almost like. I think yeah. there is a, an element of that where when conservatives are caught doing shitty things and pay the price for it, uh, they decide, well, uh, we're just not going to care. In the yeah, future. we should and never have paid the price them, right? for that. You, right. You go from Watergate to, like you said, Iran-Contra. I think that's like the best equivalent uh, of, of Watergate that then they went and just didn't face any consequences for mm-hmm. and then you go from say you know robert bork where conservatives are still mad that robert bork justifiably was kept off the supreme court and then they shove through clarence thomas and brett kavanaugh despite very clear evidence of them being horrific human beings yeah because they're just like oh we we paid the consequences once fuck it we're just not going to do that again we're just yeah. not going to pay the consequences i mean we should like democrats do that too the what's his name the virginia governor who did blackface yeah, yeah that's yeah. uh not not great also I also, think I think right, yeah. th- there's been an evolution of that in politics to just towards shamelessness and hoping people forget, and you know it. People people now give the public a chance to forgive them, rather than stepping down and assuming the public won't forgive them. Yeah, probably or true. won't All right. care. 
Are we Sorry. done with Watergate? Yeah, let's be done with Watergate. Yeah, that's not Watergate. a bonk, though. That's not a bonk. Not a bonk. No, okay. we both agreed, right? Okay. We both agreed, so we're yep. good. No bonk used. Uh, one through 12, give me a number. 11. 11. We're going to number 11. This one is titled The Anti-Hate Group That Is a Hate Group, presented by Carl Zinsmeister. Okay. Uh, that is not a great name for someone who's about to talk about hate groups. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Shutting down people you don't agree with is about as un-American as you can get. Rigorous debate, honest discussion, open exchange of ideas, that's the American way. Sure. But free thinking and speech are threatened today by a group with a sweet-sounding name that conceals a nefarious purpose. All right, what, what do you think the group is? Probably the Anti-Defamation League. Ah, uh, you're close. You're close. Yeah. This group is called the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh, God. <laughs> Originally founded as a civil rights law firm in 1970. You know what, bonk. <laughs> Are you sure you want to use Yeah, bonk I'm not. Here? I'm not even. I don't want to. I don't want to even. I don't want to even okay. do this. I mean, no, it's it's not like it's strange that the right wing attacks the no, SPLC so with all their boring. bullshit nonsense. I'm so bored of it. Well, I mean, there's just so much of them just lying about the SPLC, yeah. which is a fantastic organization. Wait, how long is this video? I might, I might renege, I might renege four, on my Four bonk. minutes and 50 seconds. Okay, I renege the on the, the bonk. I renege on the bonk for now. Let's, well, I'm just, let's I just said, we can still keep your bonk, but I'm just, I just want to say, right, every right-winger out there that has their stones attacks the SPLC, right? Glenn mm -hmm. Beck, we've read him discussing the SPLC. Alex Jones has a bullshit conspiracy that they fucking did Waco or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Fucking uh, everyone, everyone, Tucker Carlson brings up the SPLC because the SPLC rightfully points out that all these right-wingers are doing either dog whistles or outright racism. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, they have to delegitimize the SPLC to make it seem like that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, all right. You... I, I, I renege on my bonk for now, right. but reserve the right the to reintroduce it. <laughs> all right. Uh, the gentleman has withdrawn. <laughs> the SPLC reinvented itself in the mid-'80s as a political attack group. Oh, Every really? year now, it produces a new list of people and charities it claims are extremists and haters. Mm -hmm. haters. I don't think they, use I don't the think word they call haters. them haters. Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday, happy, happy, happy Fourth of July yeah, to all the losers and haters. No, even the losers and haters. I've spent a good amount of time on the SPLC's hate watch site, looking up different things and whatnot, and I don't think I've ever seen them use the word haters. I'm just no, gonna it's throw hate that out groups. There. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's great. I think. Uh, the, the, well, this, this blew up a few years ago. I think you probably remember when this happened because mm -hmm. we were loosely yep. affiliated uh, yep. with uh, tangentially when, when Majid Nawaz made it onto the list and then yep. he sued them. Uh, probably correctly, actually, at the time. Though I'm yep. not sure the same argument could be made now. Yeah, he's now just pretty much a, a shitty dude. And, and this, uh, the thing is, right, the SPLC, like, they're not above making mistakes. They're fucking humans, right? Yeah. And, like, there's 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 a lot of vagaries in these determinations that they're making um but uh, all the i don't think there's a right winger in good faith uh bringing these claims about the SPLC they're they're not claiming oh Majid Nawaz you know this uh atheist guy that i really like ah oh, shit wait i hate him fuck you know they're not they're not doing that kind of stuff no. they're just like oh they point out our racism bad yeah. no. aided by glowing coverage from the establishment media the SPLC's hate list has become a weapon, a weapon. taking individuals and groups they disagree with and tarring them with ugly associations. Okay, so that's how he said ugly, ugly associations. Yeah. strategy. 
First, find a handful of crazies with barely any followers, mm. no address, oh. and no uh, staff. Oh, and blow like them the Family Research Council? Movement. Yeah. Proof that there are neo Nazis lurking everywhere. I mean, there are neo Nazis. There, there are. Map, There's a lot of neo Nazis. lists 917 separate hate groups in the U.S. Yep. No one has even heard of more than a handful of them. Yeah, because yeah, that's why they. That, well, that's the, why a, that. Exactly. Right. And that's why they're highlighting it. All right, I'm exercising my bonk. This oh, is just shit. stupid. Okay. This is All just right. stupid. Oh, you get a bonk too? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, we're both getting bonks. All right. All right, we're down to 11 videos, Benedict. Okay. One through eleven. Give me one. Uh, seven. Number seven. I have to count. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a long. This one is titled "The Intolerance of Tolerance." Okay. Bye. All right. Then let's let's see yeah. if we get a nuanced approach to the liberal position of allowing uh, extremist space yep. to speak. Let's see. This is this, this is a guy named Greg Kukul. K u k o u k l. Uh, okay. he is, his little blurb bio at the bottom says, President of Stand to Reason and author of Tactics. Oh, so, Tactics for what? I just, I always love, <laughs> I don't know, I always love the terrible bios, because if you've ever spent any time on PragerU, I know nobody ever should, right? Every video has like a tiny little blurb underneath it that tells you a little bit about what the video is about, and then usually says something about the person who's doing the presenting in the video, and it's always... Such a pathetic attempt to make these nobodies seem like somebody that matters. And it's, mm -hmm. it's wonderful, and I love it. All right, here we go. The intolerance of tolerance, because somebody finally learned about the paradox of tolerance last week. Do you know what the word tolerance means? If you do, I salute you, because I have no idea anymore. <laughs> okay. Tolerance! Fuck yeah! <laughs> wow. All right. Let's go. He salutes you. Yep. Why yeah. wouldn't he? Once. Everybody did once. What? P but pause now, it. thanks to the... Words don't change their meanings. It still means the same thing. It still means the same thing. <laughs> I mean, words do change oh, their meanings. That's pedantic, but... Uh, it's just, I, I think it's the, um, you know, back in the 60s, I was vaguely pro-civil rights, but, you know, once they started moving into my neighborhoods, now I'm intolerant because yeah. I don't want them there? I think that's what we have going that's on That's largely, yeah. How long is this video? Uh, five minutes, 34 okay, seconds. Let's go. To the left, the word is totally up for grabs. Actually, it's worse than that. Tolerance now means the opposite no, it of doesn't. what it once meant. <laughs> that is absolutely not what it means. means. Intolerance and intolerance now means tolerance. That's none of that <laughs> is true. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't fucking know. That is just not. I mean, just just say the left is no longer tolerant, having wanted, having once fought for tolerance. Like that's the that's the off the shelf argument that you're trying to make here. Don't be like they tricked us with the meaning of words. Like they went to the dictionary publishers, and in the middle of the <laughs> night, they swapped the pages for the two of them and what? didn't tell any of us. <laughs> you know, there's this, the leftists. They went they went to the Oxford University Press, and they told them. <laughs> <laughs> they told them, and then I had all these signs that said I am pro tolerance, and they tricked me like Wiley Coyote. I was Wiley no Coyote holding a sign saying no I am pro, and while Roadrunner ran around me bonking. That would actually be a much more interesting argument than I'm sure what he's about to make. If this was actually about changing the literal definition of so tolerance. Uh, this one's funny. I like this one. There will be no bonking on this one. Using. Yeah, I know. But stay with me. There's a big payoff at the end. It's oh, okay. Called, oh, big clearly, payoff at the end. To be tolerant today simply means you agree with politically correct, 
that is left-wing positions. That's all it means. By yeah, the way, I've never, I never hear anybody use the word fucking tolerance. Like sometimes it's a slogan for, for like you know, no, yeah. organizations, LGBTQ organizations and shit, maybe. But I don't think anybody, even tolerance, isn't even the right word anymore. It's yeah. now just like, uh, you know, fucking respect. Show well, fucking respect. That's true. And the only, um, the only time you hear it used is the that meme of like so much for the tolerant left. Yeah, right. It's that's really, like the. I only ever hear it from what I was trying to get at is I really only hear it from the right anymore. Like nobody uses the word tolerance except them. I don't yeah, just think. be nice to people. Yeah, just don't be a dick. I mean, yeah. that's my rule. Don't that's be a dick. <laughs> They've changed the meaning of the word dick. <laughs> it now means the opposite. Like really, we could change the definition of tolerance to don't be a dick. Benedict, we need to publish a dictionary is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. We need to All publish right. a dictionary. I'll get working on it. All right. <laughs> Entry Good. one, aardvark. Okay. <laughs> This is easy to show. Name one position that differs from the left that they don't label intolerant. When you differ with okay, the left pause on it. any Name one position that we don't label intolerant that is actually tolerant. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I, I, can, I can name one. Um, uh, lower taxes on the rich. I don't think that has anything to do with tolerance. <laughs> I just think that's a stupid position. There, yep. boom. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not. I don't know what the fuck he's getting at. That's a, it's it's the thing of you know this is obviously made for people who already agree and yeah, they're yeah. just they're just learning slogans. The this is right wing youth culture where mm. you're not learning thinking. You're just learning slogans and one liners and comebacks. Right, <laughs> that's how you end up with Charlie Kirk that's and true. Matt Gates Ma- and Madison Cawthorn. Uh, yes, he was going to be my next one because he is the the complete uh, entity. Uh, the the result. Of conservative use culture. This is, he is what to me, this is, this dude is like, you know, back in my day, <laughs> people would come <laughs> round and thank you for being tolerant. They would say, sir, <laughs> sir, sir, thank you for being so tolerant. And now people think I am intolerant. And people say, sir, fuck you. And that's not very nice. <laughs> By the way, one of these days, we need to do one of Madison Cawthorn's floor oh, speeches. God, yeah. Just to review it for the complete that... mishmash of gobbledygook it is. In one of the countries, it's illegal to make fun of what happens on the Senate floor. In is UK, it, in is the UK, it in the UK yeah. that that's illegal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. John, remember, John Oliver always does that thing whenever that's he plays true. something yeah, yeah, from yeah. Parliament there. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Any subject, and I mean any, the people who claim to be tolerant don't attack your position. They attack you. They label you, mm-hmm. as Dennis Prager puts it, six herb. Texas. Excuse me. Intolerant. What was the first one? Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna let this finish Hold playing on, out. On. What was the I'm first let, one? I'm gonna let him get through the end of it, and then okay, go, go. <laughs> rewind. It's the beginning. I want to hear the not the All right, beginning. We'll, we'll rewind. I'll rewind about 15 seconds. It sounded like he said six sub. It, like, it, it's an <laughs> acronym. S I X H I R B. That's what okay. it is. Oh, like sex. Okay, okay, okay. He, he's going to list it. Positions. Okay. That's uh, all it means. This is easy to show. Name one position that I differs from the left, okay. that they, the left that they don't label intolerant. When you differ with the left on any subject, and I mean any, the people who claim to be tolerant don't attack your position. They attack you. They label you, as Dennis Prager puts it, six herb, sexist, intolerant, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, bigoted. And if that fails, there's always the ever-popular... <laughs> This is obviously not. I love that so much. I've literally never heard that. Six herb. 
herb. And it, <laughs> it does seem like Dennis Prager was eating a nice bucket of chicken. And he came, he needed an acronym to talk about all those words that they call us. And it came, it came to Colonel them. Saunders six has got her. Ah, shit. Wait, that is an I, not an E. Well, six herb, it still works. We'll fucking force it in there. Hold on, the H is silent. What do I do? <laughs> Am I a homophobe or not? <laughs> I'm these dipshits. This is blatant intolerance. Your accusers are guilty of doing exactly the same thing they're accusing you of doing. Mm. Here's what they're missing. In order to be genuinely tolerant of someone, you first have to disagree with them, since you don't tolerate people you agree with. The classic definition of tolerance means to recognize and respect others' beliefs uh -huh. and practices without sharing them. Anyway, here's yeah. my video shitting on the left. <laughs> Anyway, I think we should strip away all the gay marriages from everyone who has them. Fuck them. Creepy gay stuff going on in the bedrooms that I don't have to see or even think about unless I decide to. Fuck, Fuck them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, are we done with this video? I, he said there was a big payoff at the end. I, so well, he's, he, the, the payoff, uh, I think we talked over it a little bit. He said the payoff at the end was a, like a present and it was clarity. Oh, okay. the end of the video, no, we yeah, we're done. we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're yeah, done. we're done with this one. All right, we're down to ten videos. We're making good time okay. doing these videos, by the way. How Give many me number? Um, did you say we had ten left? Yep. Okay. Um, two. Number two, Benedict. This is titled "Get Politics Out of Sports." Bonk. You're <laughs> <laughs> just bonking without. No, hold on, hold on. No. What, what is it? Is it about athletes or is it about? Is what it do about? You think it's about well no it could so it could be about trans issues and i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't want to no no it's not about trans issues. i like i said i didn't pick any okay, i don't cool. i just don't want to do the anti-trans shit fair enough show. okay it's let's do this one um this is uh by a guy named jason whitlock uh and he is described as podcaster and writer okay <laughs> okay there we go <laughs> i mean he has the same credits as us to be fair yep. that's true <laughs> but we're not pretending to be famous nope Pro sports has become Ooh. woke sports. Oh, no. And that's a problem. Oh, Not why? just for athletics, Tell me, but Jason. for all of us. Okay. Sport has the power to unite people in a way that little else does. Mm -hmm. It is more powerful than governments in breaking down racial barriers. It is it? Is it, though? This is a weird one to listen uh, to off the back of the England team being racially abused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would point that out. Yeah. I'd point that out. I'd also point out that I think... Look, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson did some great work. Uh, amazing guy. Deserves all the credit he got. Um, but I also kind of think Brown versus Board of Education did a little bit to do with those mm -hmm. breaking down barriers there. Had a little bit to do. And that was a little bit of a government action there with the Brown versus the Board and all of the things. So mm -hmm. It laughs in the face of all types of discrimination. Nelson Mandela spoke those words. The Nobel Peace Prize recipient understood the power of sports oh it's another case it's another one where he's qu quoting someone who absolutely would disagree with him yeah. wholeheartedly on almost everything well the the it's... mandela stuff is actually really interesting because um i don't know if you know the story do you know the story i'm gonna waste time no i don't know the story so mandela got out of prison became the first president or whatever it is of south okay, africa i know president that part of the story yeah sure yes. so, so but then um the south africa hosted the rugby world cup and Mandela made a point of very, uh, very 
Oh, explicitly. Is this what that movie was about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he very explicitly explicitly supported the majoritarily white rugby team in a sport that had been very like Africana and and white dominated. But he he as a politician was like, it is important that I try and bring unity and we we make this into a uniting moment when South Africa won the World Cup. And that's what it's about. It's about politicians being like, let's bring everybody into the tent. So that that's why he was so pro talking about sports and breaking down you know discriminatory barriers and things like that is like you can do that by all embracing each other which you're forced to do on a sports field so it's 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 very interesting like but again that's a political approach to a sporting issue that's mandela doing it more than the rugby team yeah yeah i, I don't know uh, rugby i'm bored uh, you have said rugby and i got bored because it's not okay American rugby is so sport. much more interesting than American <laughs> football. i'm sorry rugby have you seen rugby players they actually have to run for look, 80 look, minutes dude, I, at I, a time I, I went to a high school that had a national championship rugby team uh for two years i went to that high school <laughs> so yes i know about rugby benedict but well, okay uh, just just not interested i'm just not interested sorry okay. it just doesn't I, 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 I get what you're saying but uh, I had to make fun of rugby there because that's what sports is really about. It's making sure. fun of the, <laughs> Actually, the sports ones is and super the teams that you don't care about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can almost say that's even a bigger element of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> loving everyone on your team but hating the other 31, that's what, <laughs> exactly. that's what unity is all about. Exactly. Desperate people together. There is no better example of this than the famous victory of South Africa. Okay, so he's mixed race team. Okay, so he's about to do the story yeah. you just gave us. Yeah. World Cup. Yeah, it was a mixed race presentation of the winners' trophy to Team Captain Francois Pinar stands as an iconic symbol of unity in post-apartheid South Africa. Sports have and okay. so much good over the next twenty-five years. Well, the point is like the, it, it wasn't post-apartheid because of rugby, was it? Yeah, like, that's no, it the. Wasn't. <laughs> I just I just have to point out there that uh, Nelson Mandela is known for a lot of things. I think, as this guy rightly points out, most of all, it was appearing on a field uh, for a brief moment to hand a trophy after a rugby match. But I think there are a few other elements of his life that might get a little bit more attention uh-huh. uh, if you go to think about them for even a second. Yeah. All right, we bonking this one. Uh, just get. I'm not bonking it, but just get. All right, but it. we're just agreeing. We're yeah. just agreeing to be done with this one. All right, this guy's boring. All we're right, last one. Nine. Yeah, we got some more time. We got uh, maybe one or two more. Okay, let's see. Left. Let's see how quickly I bonk the next one. All right, give me a number. Uh, nine. Number nine. This one, Benedict. You're gonna bonk this right away. <laughs> this is titled Brexit. Why Britain oh, left no, the European No, we're doing this Union. one. No, we're and doing Benedict, this one. Benedict, this is presented by Nigel Farage. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let's do it. How long is it? Uh, it's five minutes. Okay, They're all five it. minutes. Okay, I went to the okay, five-minute okay, video okay, section. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> right. Let's do it. If one big government is bad... What was that? Worse, too big. That was a, a building falling that just says big government on it. It's a big, okay. you know, white-pillared building. It says sure. big government. Yep, that was it. Governments would be... But that's what people living in Europe have to deal with. Their own nation's bloated government and the supranational government of Europe, now known as the European Union. Right. Bureaucracy times two. How's that for a horror show? Well, actually, you've no idea. God damn it. I can't look at his fucking face. <laughs> he's just such a fucking tool. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, he's I can like, only imagine him with those stupid fucking headphones on. I always see him wearing when there's clips from his radio show. <laughs> God, I hate this guy so much. All right, carry on. Uh, 
By the way, you've always tried to, to, to help me distinguish between the posh mm. and the non-posh accents. And I can absolutely hear that Farage has one of the shit accents. Yeah, it's it's like he it's a weird one because he's he's definitely a posh person, mm. but he it's like he plays it down. Like he went to um, he does that populist like I'm from kind of like the the rough. But he went yeah. to like a a, a a very expensive fee paying school called Dulwich, which is uh, yeah, it's he's definitely a posh person, but he doesn't affect the accent in the same way also, that someone that went to Eton does. Fun fact about Nigel Farage. Mm. Uh, complete failure and absolute asshole fun, fun fact well i, he, you know I mean to be to be fair he did complete his life's work which was to get well, him out of the U, U, eu so yeah you gotta give him that one yep. if he can't win an election on his own well he won that one he did win that one yeah Fuck. but he keeps getting a not elected yeah so that's fucking good. asshole it's worse than you think no Believe it's me, worse. I know, oh. because for 17 years <laughs> i've represented southeast england as a member of the okay, European Okay, pause it. The, the, okay, this is my issue with this. It's the same. It's the same with Republicans. They were like, "We hate the European Union," and then they're like, "But what <laughs> I'm going to do is get elected and then do my best oh. to show how shitty it is, yeah. and then when it's shitty, tell you how shitty it is." But like, I'm doing nothing to try and improve it. I'm just complaining about how shitty it is by also contributing to its shittiness. This yeah, is what a lot of Republicans the- <laughs> do. It's also the other thing that that I don't think happens here in the U.S. because it's not uh, a thing that really happens here, but that I did hear a ton during the Brexit debate, and then I always made me want to fucking blow my brains out where Nigel Farage and people like them would say that the U.K. did not have representation or did not have power in the EU, right? Yeah. Did not have the ability to make a choice. Whatever Despite being an elected phrasing, member of the European Parliament. He was an elected member of the European Parliament! It makes no sense! No. God damn it. EU's legislative body. I was also leader of the United Kingdom Independence Party, or UKIP, where I led Britain's effort to leave the... To become even more horrible and racist than our past. (laughs) No. Who's proud of being head of UKIP? Yeah. How can you be proud of that? Jesus Christ. It's like being proud of being a member of the BFP. European Union. To their everlasting credit, that's just what happened on June 23rd, 2016. (sighs) The United Kingdom left the European Union... By the way, technically That's, incorrect there. Yeah, not correct. <laughs> we have to point it out. That's not correct. That's when they voted to leave the European yeah. Union in yeah. a non-binding referendum. Yes, absolutely. world knows it as Brexit. Brexit is a statement of national sovereignty. Don't misunderstand oh, no me. Fucking phrase. I like nations. Sovereignty. I like borders. I like the people that live within those borders, making their own laws. Mm. But I don't like it when faceless bureaucrats make laws for nations. Then again, by the way, to point your thing again, like it's not faceless bureaucrats. It's people that are elected to the European Parliament. Well, and also, Bennett, I would like to say, other than that guy who famously got a face transplant, there are no faceless people out there. Most people have faces. Uh, Outside, you know, acid attack victims, burn victims, Outside of those two very specific groups, very few people do not have faces. That's and true. now I feel bad. <laughs> Should. We have, if we have one faceless listener, it's like, oh, you didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> Even live in. But that's what they do in the European Union. Imagine a Belgian telling a Brit how much he can charge his customers. All the reverse. The EU bureaucrats do this in a myriad of different ways. What? All day. Every day. It is... A conspiracy of the elites. Who are those elites? Well, they're a bunch of self-important, overpaid social engineers with useless college degrees 
who have never done a proper day's oh work in their life. Oh my God, I hate how that many, trope. How many fucking slogans, just disjointed slogans well, this was, in this a was row. This was campaign, yeah. That, that was just slogan, 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 yeah, yeah, slogan. Yeah. Faceless bureaucrats. Never done a day's work in their life. What were the other ones? I, I didn't even fucking bother to... Uh, self-important. Social engineers. Overpaid. Useless social useless engineers. Degree useless degrees. Done up. That's just a string of bullshit slogans in a row. By, by the That's way... almost n- impressive. Nigel Farage was a trader, so hardly what I would call a proper <laughs> day's work. Yes, and you know we all know how I love the old never done a proper day's work in yeah. their life trope as as people try to apply it to me who yep. don't know my background. All right, Benedict, are we done with this one? Are we done yelling uh, at Nigel Farage? Yeah, I'm going to use my bonk. All right, you're going to use your bonk on I'm this gonna one. I'm going to use my bonk. We, we have a, a few more minutes left, so let's do one more video. We are down to eight videos left. What would you like to do? Two. Number two, Benedict. This one is entitled, oh, it's a good one to end on. Okay. Taking on Woke Inc. by Ben Shapiro. Oh. <laughs> we now, had America- to come back to our boy. <laughs> Progressives say they don't love, love corporations, but really, they are part of a corporation that's called Woke Inc. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. Congratulations, graduates. My impression was spot on again. <laughs> Look, you do a good Ben Shapiro. We've agreed on this in the past. You don't have to keep bringing up. No, it's not my Hugh Hewitt. I've been very pleased with my Hugh Hewitt and my Ben Shapiro today. Yeah, you're, you're on a roll. You're on, on a roll. An impression. We'll we'll start, <laughs> I'm start doing, giving them like characters. Like, I'm going to do woke Ben Shapiro at some point. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Woke Shapiro. Yeah. Nation and wokeism are behind you. Your worries about being graded down because you wouldn't say America is systemically racist, over. Your what? fears that you'd be socially shunned <laughs> because of your failure to decry the evils of capitalism, done. Yes, you've been- By the way, for people like Charlie Kirk, who just never went to college saying these stupid tropes, uh, I understand, well, I don't understand, but they have a um, This man at went least to Harvard defense. Law School. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think, didn't he go to Harvard for undergrad too? I, I don't maybe, remember. Yeah. But yeah, this motherfucker knows none of this shit's fucking real. Yeah. No, this is fucking made up nonsense. Yeah. Having to do uh, get, getting a bad grade because you wouldn't say America's systemically racist. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, you dumb shit? Welcome to Professor Shapiro's class. <laughs> In today's lesson, we will learn that America was systemically racist. Oh, God, I hope. Uh, that should be the penalty he's forced to pay. He should be sentenced to teaching Wokeism 101. That should be his penance. We've <laughs> been liberated. Next stop, the real world, where merit is rewarded, diversity of opinion is welcomed, and the free and open exchange of ideas is celebrated. Just kidding. The truth oh, is... Oh, record scratch moment. <laughs> That was wonderful. At least I will say they avoided the trope of the record scratch. They went with the VCR pause yeah. with the, the, yeah, that's what they went with. All As right. many of you are about to move from the ivory tower of the authoritarian left to, well, probably the glass and steel tower of the authoritarian left. <laughs> Today's business behemoths have also become bastions of woke thought. Terrified you know of discrimination you know lawsuits funny? and all the time. Yeah. It, it. The, they're like America is this great diverse place, and then but they just hate everything about it. It's there's it's nothing wonderful. about America that they like. Well, this whole thing right, because they are obviously the Republican Party, their corporatist track record, right? Um, but I just love this. The reason why I think they've turned this way is the vast majority of corporations, at least you know, forget 
don't look at like what they do, right? Uh, fucking Dow Chemical polluting the world or whatever. But I'm sure the inside of the head office of Dow Chemical, they have a pretty good, you know, uh, human resources policy. They have a diverse workforce. They're all nice to each other. Uh, Brad brings his husband in once a week. Uh, he brings cupcakes, right? Whatever. I don't know. Fucking, they all get along and shit like that. And Ben and everyone else is upset that they think when they're done with college and all these things that pissed them off for four years, the fact that the LGBTQ clubs were able to have a table out on the quad and get new members and didn't have to hide in their dorms and pretend to be straight, they thought when they got out into the real world and they got these jobs in those big steel and glass towers, they'd be able to walk in and yell racial and gay slurs and everyone would just <laughs> cheer because I'm... they were champions. <laughs> I'm having a, uh, a real uh, like in my head it's created this my head sometimes while you're talking goes <laughs> goes off into its own random tangents and you, are you familiar with the, the, the bowling for soup song high school never ends <laughs> yes okay so that is exactly I'm imagining Ben Shapiro going <laughs> Well, college never ends. The whole damn world is just an obsessed with wokeism and conservative threats. Benedict, I'll tell you the number one thing that made me laugh today was just remembering that there was once a band named Bowling for Soup. You mean my, my Ben Shapiro cover version of College Never Ends was not what made you laugh the most? Uh, I'll guarantee you one thing. If you write, uh, record, and, and produce that song, I will do my damnedest, my damnedest, Sell it to RCA Records as a new hit single. Yep, that is. I think, to be honest, I think that has weird out potential. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, do you know what you. my very first concert of my life was? Was it Bowling for Soup? No, it was Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's the first concert I ever saw that in my tracks. life. The tax. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Anyway, maybe, maybe I'll write a, write a Ben Shapiro cover of High School Never Ends based right. on this video. We're, look, we're a minute into this. Let's try and get a little further, no. and then we'll just fucking end I the refuse. show. I, I like, we're having a lot of fun today, right? This is yep. fucking fun. Yeah, but it's mostly me doing voices and creating new characters. <laughs> Let's see how much farther we can get through this video. Time, money, and bad PR, they bend to every woke diktat that blows through their HR departments. Corp- Did you say diktat? Diktat. Diktat? Yeah. It's like a yeah. fucking douchebag chef saying, reset. Do you know the reset? <laughs> fucking asshole. Corporations spend millions on useless diversity compliance officers whose sole purpose is to insulate them from an ever-expanding list of discrimination claims, but most especially, racism. That's Did he just roll the, the R on day- racism? I don't know if that was a sound effect that like merged with whatever he was doing, but yeah, it did kind of sound like that. Didn't Most it? especially racism. Like it's a zesty word. <laughs> oh, yes, we're going to have some racism. Days on the job, you will likely be subjected to an orientation taught by a devotee of Ibram X. Kendi or Robin DeAngelo. <laughs> Uh, During a day long, <laughs> those are just scary names that Ben can yeah. say because eh, Ibram X. Kendi has an X in the middle of his name, and that's something that the Muslims do. <laughs> yeah, also, a lot of the left thinks that Robin D'Angelo is extremely dumb and like entrenching power within corporate. A lot of the left doesn't want Robert D'Angelo there either. <laughs> By the way, Ben, uh, did you have any, you know, like. During your orientation week of college, you do, you know, you go like to sit in a, a 
thing and listen to people talk and stuff. And yeah. 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 Um, I did that too. And, uh, there was no, <laughs> there was no Robin D'Angelo. No. There was, and honestly, uh, they, hey guys, they, they, so this is Berkeley. A lot of people, you know, like weed, but you know, don't pressure anybody into it. Some people don't like weed, so don't fucking pressure them into it. Also, they, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that was what we got. <laughs> You mean be tolerant? Yeah. Um, no, the, the, uh, the, the only things, literally, I remember two things from my orientation. Uh, and the first of them was them telling us not to use Spotify because it was, at the time, illegal file sharing, or so they claimed. Okay. And uh, the, se- the second of which was uh, them telling us that our, our breaks between the semesters were vacations, not holidays, in the sense that we were vacating, but still expected to learn and continue <laughs> our studies. We were vacating the premises and not allowed to remain on campus. That's but it was a vacation, That's not a holiday. That's really wonderful. Yep. All right, let's get to 30 more seconds. 30 okay, more right, seconds, then we'll be done. On struggle session, this anti-racist consultant will inform you that if you're white, you must become less white. And if you're Ooh. a person of color, a POC, you are a victim. <laughs> Corporations cater to their squeakiest customers. Can this just shit that doesn't fucking happen? Yeah. It threatens boycotts and company destroying publicity if businesses refuse to comply with its demands. According to a study by James Bailey and Hillary Phillips, as reported in the Harvard Business Review, a generic corporation identified as apolitical or liberal saw no blowback from a panel of prospective consumers. Uh-huh. But... A generic corporation identified as conservative saw a 33% drop in opinion. In- yeah, man. That's because the world hates you. <laughs> well, it's also because if a, if a corporation identifies as conservative, it's probably because they're courting a shitty customer. It, yeah, For example, it, yeah. the, Bla- the Black Rifle Coffee Company, which just yes. this week was like, uh, we have gone too far and now the Nazis love us. And, and then, everyone's like, okay, what did you expect? And then you have a poor company like Pit Viper shades or whatever who by the way those yeah. sunglasses are fucking hideous they're yeah. ugly ass sunglasses and they but were then, like neo-nazis please uh, yeah. stop buying our fucking sunglasses neo-nazis buying our glasses yeah oh it's great it's so great man oh, okay all right well, let's look. end there let's, let's end, end there end the first show there we'll end the first show there we're gonna record the second show right after we stop recording this one but uh we'll, we'll be we'll be back uh see you next week uh, oh, I got a uh, patrons. Uh, patrons. Patron. Patron, become yeah. a patron if you want. Uh, you know, patreon.com forward slash NYGBC. Extra stuff. <laughs> whatever. Stuff, Kevin's so, a whatever. lawyer now. He doesn't yeah, need the money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, love our patrons, including Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, C. David, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, AJ Brantley, Taro Tacannon, Skeptical Seventh, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. Till next time, stay cool, cats and kittens. Goodbye. Goodbye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.